Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant, and this is the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where I'm committed to resolving your child's exhausting sleep habits. This Christmas, which is in just a couple of days, you guys can help resolve other children's sleep habits. You wanna know how? Simply give a gift card for one of my courses. I have a newborn course, a four-month course, and a baby course, and all three of these, or just one of them, is a great way to give someone in your life who is struggling with a child who cannot sleep, to give them the gift of a full night of sleep. Ranging from $29 to $57, there really is no better time to help ensure that 2019 is the most well-rested year. You can head to littlezsleep.com gift or scroll down in the show notes and click give the gift of sleep. And it's a very simple process of putting your name, your email address, and we will send you a gift card to forward to them. So we are very excited about you gifting sleep to a loved one in your life. Last week, we covered short naps, and I'm all about creating a better environment at home and getting better naps when your child is at home. But what about the daycare naps? What about naps at a sitter's house or somewhere else? There might be a difference. And what I find with my clients is that when I hear that the child is in daycare a few days a week or five days a week, we have to set different expectations. And you know what? It's okay. When a family approaches me to work one-on-one and they tell me that their child is in daycare, then I'm actually going to create a little bit of a different schedule for the days that they are in daycare versus when they are at home. So as an example, for a child who is nine months old, I am giving a seven to seven schedule as best we can on Saturday and Sunday, right? Okay, we're going to bed at seven. We're going to wake up at seven, aiming for that, right? And we're looking at maybe a 9.30 and a two o'clock nap. Now, on the weekends, we're hoping that they will get a little bit of extra sleep. And typically they do. After a two-week coaching program with myself, we're really able to make sure that baby understands how to sleep well and longer. And then guess what? Monday, Friday rolls around and we are looking to shift our schedule a little bit. Because while baby might be going to bed at seven o'clock at nighttime, they may need to get up at 6.30 when Monday rolls around. And so what we look at is waking baby up at 6.30, going in the room, picking them up, starting our day, moving on. And then once we get to daycare, we are asking the teachers to please implement this nap schedule. And honestly, that's the number one thing I ask all my daycare families to do is Tell those teachers, tell whoever's watching your child what you would like for them to do. Because especially as new parents, I think that we just assume, well, they're teaching the daycare, they know what to do, but after working with many daycares and many Mother's Day Out programs and lots of little half-day preschool programs, that's not really the case. They definitely understand baby's needs and how to help them, but they're not really that read into maybe an appropriate schedule for your child. And so you are their advocate. So I want you, when it's time to go back to school, if you're sleep training right now and you've got a new schedule in mind, please tell those teachers what you'd like for them to do. If we're looking as a transition, especially going from those young babies that are going from home and off of maternity leave and into daycare, I really want you to advise them on what you've been doing at home. And they probably will make and help you make that transition. But be your child's advocate. That's number one. After we've told the teachers, hey, these are the times we'd like to aim for, I kind of want to back off and see what's going to happen. Because your child is going to act differently at daycare than they do at home. 
most of the time I'm finding that babies under 12 months old are taking very short naps. Why? Because it's bright, it's loud, it's not the same environment we have worked hard to create at home. And so with these babies under 12 months, I know we're going to have short naps. And the way we combat that is allowing the child to maybe take a little cat nap on the ride home at the end of the day. So I have a mom currently in e-coaching who told me that her six-month-old always takes a third little cat nap at 4.30. And is that completely going to hinder the fact that I'm asking for a two-nap schedule? No, it's really not. Because I know at daycare we're going to have short naps, it is totally fine for your little one to take a little power nap, like 15, 20 minutes on the way home from daycare so that they can make it to bedtime. If not, if this little one didn't take that power nap, then I would have to advise her to like rush home and get that kid to bed at like 5.30 because maybe she only got an hour's worth of sleep that day and that's simply not enough for a six-month-old. So if we are under 12 months, I just want you to know we've got to be their advocate. Please tell them the times that we're looking for. You can absolutely have the expectation that it's going to be short naps and a micro nap or a cat nap on the way home is expected and it's completely okay. It will help help us push your baby to a bedtime that maybe is a little bit more realistic for you guys. Especially at this age, I'm going to ask if we can bring a sleep sack for baby to sleep in, especially if they have one at home, and possibly a white noise machine. So I know that sounds a little crazy and maybe like type A, but y'all, some daycares will let you bring white noise machines and set it up right next to your baby's crib. And if they can, and if they think that that's fine, then that might help your baby get a little bit more sleep so that the children who are playing on the floor don't wake your little one up with their squeaks and noises and all those things. So could be helpful. Definitely ask. There's no harm in asking if you can bring a sleep sack and a white noise machine for your little one. And if you're looking for maybe a more portable white noise machine other than like, hey, do you have an outlet I can plug my kids white noise in? Then I would recommend and I'll put it in the show notes. It's a little travel one by Marpac. So I'll link that as well. It's the same company that does the dome. They just have a travel one. So I'll link that for you in the show notes. But I definitely want to see, um, make sure that they're knowing the times. We're giving them the same types of comforts. And guess what? They can do maybe whatever nap time routine you've been doing. So let's say you take your little one at home up to their room and say night-night to the room and turn the lights off together. Then at daycare, ask them, say, hey, could you, when it's time for the nap, could you change baby's diaper and then just kind of walk around the room and say night-night to everybody and then lay her down? That's a nap time routine and you can do that. So definitely, again, you're the advocate. Ask them to do these things. I had a client once who we were working so hard with the daycare to get them to stop giving the baby the pacifier. And mom had told them like, hey, we're not doing pacifiers anymore. And she thought she had gotten rid of them all. But there was inevitably one like in her daycare backpack and mom got to pick her up at the end of the day and she had a pacifier in her mouth sleeping and mom was like, no, I told you no pacifiers. So she made a sign and put it on her child's crib that says, do not ever give my baby a pacifier. (laughs) So funny. Oh my gosh. You can be that. You can be the advocate. And that is not crazy. That is you being an advocate for good sleep and trying to preserve everybody's sanity. Because when your child is the one that you can put down in the crib and they easily go to sleep, that is such a blessing for everybody. And it gives you such peace of mind. So under 12 months, 
please, let's check into all these things. Over 12 months, the reason I kind of capped it to 12 months is that once your baby is sometimes it's um, they have to be walking or it's just an age cutoff, they move to the next room. And typically when they go to this like young toddler or toddler room, they're actually turning the lights off, turning maybe some music or sound on, and everybody's laying down on a nap mat. And hallelujah, this is when we get a good nap at daycare. It is like the only time that I know we're finally going to get good quality sleep outside of the home. Now, please don't go thinking like, oh, cool, I'll try that. I'll get a nap mat and see if they just want to like nap in the living room. No, no, no. They are going to do that at daycare, never for you at home, so don't even try it. But I want you to know at daycare, they will do this and that's fine. We don't have to implement any type of white noise or anything like that because they've got that under control. So after this um, baby time, when they go to that toddler room, then we're probably looking at better naps. So that is totally fine. But again, it may not be like the full two to two and a half hour nap. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. So if we're looking at naps for um, young toddlers and they're only sleeping maybe an hour, hour and a half, and then they do have that quick little power nap on the way home, I would just evaluate that. So I'm hesitant to say that for older toddlers, maybe um, 14 months and up, I'm hesitant to say like, oh yeah, it's okay for your kid to have a car nap on the way home because Maybe some could, but it's not a blanket statement. Like not every kid can have that because that might give them enough energy to not go to bed until like nine o'clock at night. And I don't want that for you. So please just evaluate that. If you know that your child's maybe only sleeping an hour, hour and a half, and then they're taking a little power nap on the way home that's like under 20 minutes and they're still going to bed just fine at maybe seven or 7.30, then that's, oh, that's okay. But if your little one you're picking up and they are crashing in the car and then they're like just really hard to get down for bedtime, then you might want to be pulling all the dog and pony shows to make sure that they don't fall asleep in the car, which segues into the next segment. So this is all about the first half talking about daycare naps, but now let's touch on like the half day programs. Okay. So when your little one maybe goes to a half day program and they come home in the middle of the day and it's time for nap. So this is like older toddlers uh, or older babies, young toddlers. What I want to be looking at is the time. So there was a very early on in my sleep consulting career, I shall not name this um, place, but there was a Mother's Day Out program that I, I had a couple of clients in. And y'all get this. They did not offer a nap for these kids. And they, they began having babies at six months. And this was a program that went from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. And they would not offer a nap for their kids because they said they wanted the children to be nice and tired. First of all, I think that like, I got to look into that because that just sounds wrong, but that just sounds terrible for the parents. So inevitably, um, we were kind of fighting against that. But a lot of half day programs that maybe go till one or two, they will offer a nap. But I'm looking at more of like the 12 o'clock time where you're picking your child up at 12. Okay. So if you have a child who's on a one nap schedule, they may go to a half day program a couple of days or, you know, Monday through Friday, whatever that is, we might need to be adjusting their nap time. So if you maybe have a 12 o'clock nap on Saturday, Sunday, but then all week long, they're going to bed at 1230, not a huge deal. Um, it's not too far off. But if you're not picking them up until 12 and you're finding you can't get them down until 1 p.m. Monday through Friday, then Saturday, Sunday, I'm going to ask you to move to like a 1230, 1245 nap time. So trying to mimic it as best we can to their normal nap time. But when you do pick your little one up, I want you to do the dog and pony show, bring snacks, roll the windows down, listen to music, talk to them, 
Keep them engaged and awake because if you're listening to this, you have experienced this before. (laughs) You have had your little one fall asleep or get sleepy or just kind of close their eyes or sometimes even just like glaze over and stare out the window and they're starting to fall asleep or they do fall asleep, even if it's for five minutes, guess what happens? Yeah, you could fill in the blank. They don't take a nap. You get home and they don't take a nap because their body thinks, well, I just took a five minute nap. I'm totally fine. And that was enough to re-energize them for up to an hour. So please, 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 if you are picking your child up from a half day program to rush home and go do nap, do whatever you can to keep them awake. Here's what I did. When my youngest was still napping, we would pick them up at 12. And I've told you all this before, but in the beginning of bringing her to this half day program, she was 18 months. And her teacher said she would fall asleep during circle time. <laughs> like she would just nod off. I was like, oops. Um, but over time, she got the hang of it. And I started picking them up at 1230 um, when they let out. And I got smart. I brought her lunch with me. And so I would hand her, and the girl loves to eat, I would hand her like pretzels and cheese or a sandwich or something. And she would chow down the whole way home. That way, all I had to do was pick her up, wipe her down, bring her upstairs, change into her PJs, put her down, say night night, and she slept. So that was helpful. And we only had like a five minute commute. So that was also helpful. But I want you to just recognize that even if your child's getting a quick little cat nap on the way home, that could either be a detriment to naps, or it Honestly, like I said, with the daycare in the evening time, it would be okay. But these middle of the day snoozes on the way home when you're trying to go lay them down for a nap, that is usually a a bad situation to be in. And you're probably hopefully laughing with me. Hopefully I'm not alone in this, but I definitely know that's a struggle for many of the clients I work with. So whether your child is at daycare or a half day program, I hope you maybe feel a little bit more at peace or have some ideas on how to help improve those things. But When your child knows how to sleep well, this is what I want. I want that when they're ready on that weekend time or when you're home, they need to catch up. So if you have a little one who is in daycare and their naps are like chronically short, you get home, they wake up all night long, or they're just inconsistent nights and you never know what to expect from them, we can change that. We can make sleep a thing. And I want you to know that it's possible, even sleep training while your child goes to daycare, that's possible. So if you are between six and 16 months old, now is the optimal time to start my e-coaching. If you're a four-month-old, it is a wonderful time to begin e-coaching because I want you to know that this is possible. We can get your baby to sleep and we can absolutely make sure that even if they're having short naps at daycare during the day, you can get home and rest assured, say goodnight, give them a kiss close the door, they peacefully go to sleep within 10 minutes and sleep all night long. That's what we want. It's not that hard, right? But I know sleep training is difficult and that's why I want to be your partner in this. So you can head to my website and click on courses and check out all of your options for getting instant access to sleep. Or if you're like, um, no, Becca, I need a partner in this, then personal coaching is for you because you have the ability to work with me one-on-one to meet your child's goals. I am so happy that we are rounding out these little nap podcasts because I hope they will be such a help to you guys. And next week, we are going to chat with Carly of We Talkers, one of my very favorite Instagram people. And I can't wait for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We will chat soon. Sweet dreams. See you next time.